Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. The Rose Bowl. The game that inspired the college football bowl season has a long and storied history. The stadium itself is 100 years old, and in celebration of it, Pigskin Dispatch is assembling some of the top historians and authors to share the memories, people, and events that make the granddaddy of them all the special game that it is. Enjoy this Rose Bowl memory from pigskindispatch.com. Hello, my football friends. This is Darren Hayes of pigskindispatch.com. Welcome once again to the Pig Pen, your portal for positive football history. And we are in Rose Bowl month. It's December, and we are celebrating Rose Bowl 100, 100 years of the great stadium of the Rose Bowl and all the games, events, and people that are connected to the Rose Bowl. And sometimes it comes down to some uh, personal traditions. And we have one of those tonight with uh, our friend Dana Auguster of Historically Speaking Sports Podcast on Sports History Network. Uh, Dana, welcome back to the Pig Pet. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm, great, I'm great, grateful to be here, and, and thank you for having me on once again. Well, most definitely. Now, Dana, you reached out to me, you know, after we, we set up and did a couple podcasts. And uh, you know, if you haven't heard them yet, Dana has been on and has been talking about a couple of the UCLA's uh, Rose Bowl uh, events that they, they had in 1966 and 1976. So make sure you listen to those uh, when Dana has been on and, t- and sharing those great uh, historic events. But this one is a little bit more personal and uh uh, it's uh, connected to the Rose Bowl with your family. And uh, we're, we're anxious to hear us because you're very excited about, uh, you know, you're very animated in your email talking to me about it. And, you know, before the show program here, before we hit record, uh, you know, some more great stuff too uh, with your excitement. So I can't wait to hear this. All right. Well, you know, as a kid growing up, you know, this is now you got to remember, I'm 49 years old. So we're talking about when I was a kid, we're talking about late 70s, early 80s. So and you could just bring yourself back to that point. Way, way back in the day, right? You know, back in the day. Yes. <laughs> so we're talking about late 70s, early 80s. OK. And it's just a little block in time. OK. That, we, that we're talking about here. Um, my grandfather was the real sports fan in our family up to that point you know i'm like eight nine ten years old and i'm just starting to learn the sports and stuff like that so my grandfather really was the real sports junkie i mean if he was alive today with all the 24-hour sports he would be just in it'd be in heaven you know right now with all of the sports information that just bombard you from day to day um but he was the real sports fan and my grandmother knew that it's New Year's Day. Football is going to be on all day. So she has to put her foot down with this. 
she said, she tells me and she tells my grandpa, I know you guys are going to watch football until your eyes bleed. I know this, but I asked one thing. And we both look at her and we're like, there will be no peace in this house unless I watch what she called the Rose Parade, which was, of course, the Tournament of Roses Parade, which was on January 1st that morning. So we were basically not held hostage. That might be a too big of a word, but we were so we basically had to relinquish the television to her so she could watch the Rose Parade. And I ended up sitting there watching it with her and stuff like that. My mom would be in the kitchen cooking and stuff like that. And she would kind of peek in and watch, right? And so when the Rose Parade was over, my grandmother said, okay, I watched my Rose Parade. Now y'all can have the TV. She gives, she gives the, my grandfather the remote one of the, for our little Zenith floor model television. First game on, CBS, the Cotton Bowl Classic. Me and my grandpa sitting there watching the Cotton Bowl Classic, and that, that was the first, that was always the first game that we would watch on New Year's Day. It wasn't the Gator Bowl. My grandpa loved the Cotton Bowl. He said, we got to watch the Cotton Bowl. Okay, so we watched the Cotton Bowl, whoever it might be playing. I remember, you know, with Joe Montana and the Chicken Soup game, I remember that was one of, like, one of my first football memories watching that game when they played University of Houston. Um, watch, we would watch that game. And then when that game was over, we would immediately, without even thinking about it, go to NBC for the Rose Bowl with Kirk Gowdy and Al Dero Gallis. And later on, it would be Dick Enberg and Merlin Olson. And we would watch that game. And it's just something about the Rose Bowl, which was so different. I mean, you had the Cotton Bowl, they were playing on artificial turf. It was always either cold or rainy or both. It was always bad weather, it seemed like. I don't ever remember a Cotton Bowl where the sun was out. Don't ever remember one where it was like perfect conditions. And they were, they were playing on that really hard, lime green looking artificial turf. Then you go over to the Rose Bowl and you watch the Rose Bowl. You see the Rose Bowl Stadium and you see the San Gabriel Mountains in the background. And the green and the grass would be so green. And the cheerleaders would be so pretty. And the, the sunlight would be so bright. And it just seemed like okay, we got like rainy weather in Louisiana, or it may be cold, or, but in, in, in Pasadena, it just seemed like that was paradise. Where are they playing this game? But it, it, it looked like a postcard whenever they show the overhead shot of the Rose Bowl Stadium. And at that point, that's when I fell in love with that game. It didn't matter who was playing. If UCLA was in it, that's that, that was like gravy if they were in the game. But we, my grandpa and I sit down there. We have our little TV trays and everything. We eat our New Year's Day dinner and watching the game. He and I, my, my dad would join us. My dad wasn't really big of a, wasn't a big college football fan. My dad was a big NFL fan, namely the Raiders, but he was, but he would kind of watch with us, kind of like in self defense. But my, me and my grand, that was like me and my grandpa's bonding moments when he and I would sit down there and watch the Rose Bowl together. And we watched the Rose Bowl. Then we had to make a decision. Where to next? Because either it would be the Orange Bowl, which was on NBC still, with I think Don Quiggy and uh, John Brody was calling the game, or we would go to ABC 
in the Sugar Bowl with Keith Jackson and Frank Broyles. Now, we always kind of lean toward the Sugar Bowl because it's the Southeastern Conference, and my grandpa was a big SEC football fan. You know, he liked he liked Alabama, he liked Georgia, he liked LSU. You know, those were the usual suspects in the Sugar Bowl during that time. So we would always kind of gravitate toward the Sugar Bowl unless the Orange Bowl had national championship implications. So we were kind of like, we started channel flipping before it became fashionable. That's, I think we invented it. We just watched the game for a little while there. Then we would go to the other game and watch that for a little while to go back and forth. And that's like our Rose Bowl tradition. My grandmother passed away when I was 12. But for some reason, every New Year's Day, even to this day, 2022, I found myself in front of the TV, January 1st morning, hangover and all in most cases, watching the Rose Parade to kind of keep that tradition alive that my grandmother started. Okay. And then doing the same thing. Now the Cotton Bowl, now the way that we all have all these different bowl games on January 1st, January 2nd, January 3rd, January 6th, it kind of lost that. But still, I have to watch the Rose Bowl. I have to watch it because to keep that feeling of had that, 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 that bond that I had with my grandfather alive. Got to keep that going. And then that night, whoever might be playing, but the Rose Parade was the number one thing in our house in the morning in January. And at four o'clock Eastern time is the Rose Bowl from Pasadena in the shadow of the San Gabriel Mountains. That's my family tradition on January 1st. Wow, that is that's incredible, Dana. That's, that is some great stuff. And you know what? You connect on so many levels. And I'm sure I know it connects with me because it stirs up own memories of, you know, I'm 55, a little bit older, but, you know, just the connections of, you know, going to your grandparents' house, uh, you know, back in the, the 70s, maybe younger people don't appreciate it, but most households only had one color television uh, and that's, you, you had to share it. And, you know, yeah. if mom or grandma or your know, auntie had to watch a program in, you know, before the games were on, like the Rose Bowl parade, which my grandmother did too, and took over the television for that. Well, that's what you did. And uh, just like Thanksgiving, the Macy's parade before the NFL games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that, 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 that too, that too, that, that absolutely. Absolutely. The Macy's parade. Yeah, that was a must have. And that was a, that was a go to in my house on Thanksgiving morning. That was a go to. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, you you connected and you hit some buttons and stirred some memories up and uh, some emotional things that, that take it back. And I'm sure a lot of lit listeners had the same thing. So we thank you for that. And thank you for sharing your story. And it's it's great. Great to, to hear that and a great connection you have with the Rose Bowl. But I, I too can remember, of course, up here in Pennsylvania in the winters, you know, we, we would have you know, a couple of feet of snow on the ground. And, uh, you know, so we didn't feel too bad for the people at the, the uh, cotton bowl that they had some freezing rain and had to, you know, Joe Montana eating chicken soup. We're, we're shoveling, trying to get our cars out of the driveway and stuff. But like you said, right. you know, the Rose Bowl and the Orange Bowl, and you're seeing, you know, the cheerleaders and all the, you know, the, all the, uh, paraphernalia going on and you know the rose parade and everybody in short sleeve shirts and palm trees that just was something special and uh we, we can definitely appreciate that so so thanks and the sugar bowl was inside so <laughs> right right <laughs> so the sugar bowl was inside in the superdome so i i, I mean it, it was like watching the sugar bowl with my grand with my grandpa and watching all of those bowl games and watching the gator bowl on new year's eve you know right before dick clark's rock and eve that was also kind of a tradition with he and i watching the gator bowl right on new year's eve 
Well, that is some great stuff, Dana. Thank you for sharing that for us. And, and thanks for participating and, and help us celebrate this uh, Rose Bowl month for the, the big 100 anniversary of the, the great stadium and uh, the game that played there. So thanks a lot. Oh, absolutely, man. That's on my bucket list to go to a Rose Bowl. Go go to the Rose Bowl. Either watch UCLA play a regular season game or actually go to the Rose Bowl itself. That's on my bucket list. So that will take place soon. I guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I, I that's one, Rose Bowl's on my bucket list too. So maybe we'll go the same game someday. All right, that's a date. We, we, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> All right. All right. You got it. All right, Dana Augustor, historically speaking, sports. Thank you very much for for joining us here and uh, celebrating the Rose Bowl. Man, no problem, man. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for letting me share. Peeking up at the clock, the time's running down. We're going to go into victory formation, take a knee, and let this baby run out. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you back tomorrow for the next podcast. We invite you to check out our website, pigskindispatch.com, not only to see the daily football history, but to experience positive football with our many articles on the good people of the game, as well as our own football comic strip, Cleet Marks Comics. Pigskindispatch.com is also on social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel to get all of your positive football news and history. Special thanks to the talents of Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff for letting us use their music during our podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, football fans. This is Ross, the host of the Pigskin Tales podcast. I just need a few moments of your time to talk about the host of the Pigskin Dispatch podcast, Darren Hayes. He's expanded the pig pen to search out information on the history of all team sports. It's a quest to find out about the competitors, teams, and places chronicled throughout athletic history through the uniforms and gear the participants used and wore. And he is taking you, the listener, with him on this educational journey to preserve sports history on the Sports Jersey Dispatch, found here on the Sports History Network. His newest podcast, called Jersey Dispatch, is all based on the jerseys that all the greats used to wear. You can find Darren Hayes and the Pigskin Dispatch podcast, as well as Jersey Dispatch, on your favorite podcast provider multiple times each week. So remember that, Darren Hayes, the host of the Pigskin Dispatch and Jersey Dispatch podcasts. It's found right here on the Sports History Network.